Welcome to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint. Now, let's meet our hosts. Hi, I'm Dana Crawford. And I'm Wayne Jordan. In today's episode number 59 of Flip It or Skip It, we're going to be talking about cookie jars. Cookie jars. Whoa, I can get into this because I love cookie jars. Well, actually what I love is cookies, but <laughs> they could be in a in a coffee can and I'd still eat them. Yeah, you're not a cookie monster or you are a cookie monster. Oh, I am a cookie monster. I try I can't do it as anymore or I'm going to look like a piggy cookie yeah. jar. <laughs> no, I'd love me some cookies. Yes, yes. Well, it's interesting. I wanted to talk about cookie jars because a couple of reasons, but one was that I learned about a popular search that was taking place on WorthPoint, mm-hmm. and it was called the goat cookie jar. Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> so a goat cookie jar. And anybody that's listening that is going to know what that means because they have been watching the Netflix episodes on Ozark. Okay. And the latest episode um, had a goat cookie jar. So you have to see it to understand, but mm-hmm. the goat cookie jar was used in uh, the mo- the series for someone's ashes. So, <laughs> <laughs> so there's, you know, you can always have something for uh, your cookie jars that you don't know what to do with. You can, right. you know, sell them for cremation huh. ashes. <laughs> Actually, I'd never thought of that, but that that might be clever. If you yeah. were to get a, uh, if you were to put your ashes in a cookie jar, Dana, what kind of cookie jar would it be? Well, actually, I wanted to put my dad's ashes in a um, lighthouse cookie jar. <laughs> that I thought was really cool, but my mom wouldn't, wouldn't go for it. And I was like, it's only nine ninety nine. you know, it was, really? it. <laughs> it was, it was on clearance, but she didn't, <laughs> she didn't like that idea. But I, I don't think I'd want to be in a cookie jar, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But the reason it came up was because of this discovery that I found on top search on worth point. It was number five, actually really? goat, goat cookie jar. So other than that, cookie jars, they, they're they kind of scary, right? Yeah, I, I have to admit that uh, I haven't had a whole lot to do with cookie jars because one of my early experiences in trying to flip cookie jars was a disaster. I just try to shy away from them at this point. And that's mainly because I don't know a lot about them. It, let me explain the circumstances. Probably... It's had to be 10, 12, 15 years ago. Uh, I went to an auction that was advertised as uh, an estate auction, but it, it was in a freestanding building. It was a temporary location. This particular auction house would cover a tri state area and they would take a tractor trailer full of antiques and collectibles, set them up, and, and hold an auction. And I went to one of them, and I saw 
what appeared to be a few McCoy cookie jars. And I also found some Frederick Remington bronze sculptures and, and some other things. I, I, I didn't successfully bid on, on the Remingtons, and I'm glad that I didn't. But the McCoy, what I thought were McCoy cookie jars, I won. But then uh, at that particular auction, I couldn't get an internet signal. I suspect, based on what I later learned about this auction company, that they may have been using a an internet blocker, which of course is illegal, but uh, I don't have any way to prove it. Wow. I got the the jars home, started doing some more research, and I discovered that they weren't the right size. They were fakes. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, they had the McCoy mark on the bottom of them, and they looked like McCoy cookie jars, but they weren't. And size is important. I suspect that the Remingtons were not authentic sculptures either, but this particular auction company even though they advertised it as an estate sale and it was mostly estate merchandise, it wasn't consigned. It was all, they purchased the estates and sorted right. through it. So the auctioneer owned everything. Now, anybody, you, me, you know, Fred, Joe, Sally, if you own something, you can auction it anywhere. If you own it, you don't need a license. You can just do it. If, when I go to an auction these days, I want to know something about the auction company. Mm -hmm. I want to read their ad. Are they claiming it's everything will be sold absolute, it's an absolute auction, or is the word absolute left off? Because if the word absolute is left off, you know darn good and well that uh, something somewhere in the auction has a reserve on it. The, those are the rules in most states for auctions. You know, I, I went against my usual process. I didn't research. I took a guess. I couldn't get online and ended up making a mistake. So since that time, I've been, I've just been keeping my cookies in a Maxwell House coffee can. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's scary when, you know, you are bidding on an auction and you get your hopes up that you're doing the right thing and, and discover that it's fake or wrong. Yeah. But since you mentioned McCoy, I know Worth Point in their dictionary or in their library, they have awesome books on cookie jars. And when I'm teaching eBay workshops, I usually use that as a reference because their books are fantastic for researching cookie jars on the in the McCoy category. So you can go through there and and identify because McCoy has so many different markings on the bottom. Right. They could just right. say USA and some of them aren't marked at all. So, but you learn about the paint and how to look and all that. So that library, um, those books that are in that library, there's three of them, I believe last time mm -hmm. I checked, but cookie jars mm -hmm. are challenging. I know. And they're, they're kind of a pain to ship, you know, I'll be honest. Are they? Yeah, why? Because they're, they're fragile, and you have to be careful. You know, of course, how you wrap the bot, the lid, the lid can't clang against the the base, and you know, it's it's a little challenging. And I did ship one, and it went to Australia, and the lid actually broke. Mm. And they uh, luckily it was through the global shipping program, so I didn't 
it didn't cost me anything. But it's challenging to, with cookie jars. So personally, I I will skip them if I cannot research it. Right. Research is is king on cookie jars. <laughs> you definitely have to research before you um, even purchase them because they're all over the place. And sometimes they're cute and think, oh gosh, this one's so adorable. This should be worth millions. Right. And then you look it up and it's not. <laughs> so. well, you, there's just so many fakes out there. And, and even McCoy, there over the years, there have been three companies who owned the patent to McCoy Pottery, not the original uh, McCoy Pottery, the Nelson McCoy, but they just got the the patent on the word McCoy or copyright mm -hmm. or however, whichever one applied. And now they're being made in China. And the yeah. thing is, McCoy is a really popular cookie jar. Ceramics in general, McCoy was the original McCoy was good stuff. Yeah. And as the price of that goes up, it becomes more profitable for people to try to do these knockoffs. But the, the knockoffs, if you're using an original McCoy piece to make a mold from, and you put the clay in the mold, by necessity, the clay is going to form and it's going to be a little bit smaller than the mold. And then when they put it in the kiln, it's going to get smaller still. So a rule of thumb that I discovered is that if you know what the dimensions are on the particular piece that you're looking for, whether it's McCoy or, or something else, if you're more than 5% smaller than the original, you better take a closer look. That's a good tip. So if you want to, if you want to educate yourself about what kind of cookie jars are hot and, and what kind of things are not, and which ones are to flip and which ones are to skip, you could just start by going to eBay and just type in cookie jar. Don't have any other words, just two words, cookie jar, and then adjust your search to sold and then highest price first. And there's, as of this broadcast, there are 18,000 plus sold cookie jars. Wow. And it's really interesting, and some of the top sellers, to give you an idea, are Shawnee, mm -hmm. uh, the Shawnee Elephant, Batman. I've actually sold the Batman one before. Alice in Wonderland, so Disney. Lady and the Tramp sold for $900, the two Siamese cats. <laughs> so there's, you know, the Disney ones are definitely interesting and do well. Radco. We talked about them with Christmas ornaments. Sure. They are make they make cookie jars. I didn't know that. Star Trek, Star Wars, um, different Gene Autry, the singing cowboy. Mm -hmm. It's a cookie jar. Oh come on, you're too young for Gene Autry. <laughs> I am. I I'll admit. However, I'm not. I remember Gene Autry movies. Do you? Yeah. <laughs> so it's you know, it's fun to, you know, we're all here to, to educate ourselves so that we can make more money. So I suggest that you, you know, take a look at that. And then also, of course, on Worth Point and look at those highest priced cookie jars that have been selling over the years. Mm -hmm. And that's really interesting to see how the trend 
have the trends have changed over the years on right. cookie jars. Okay, Dana, this is a good spot to stop for a word from our sponsor, and we will be right back. Dealers, you don't have to build your own reference library. WorthPoint has done it for you. With WorthPoint's digital library, you can access over 1,000 books on antiques and collectibles in one convenient place. Find the info you need quickly. Search books by title or author or subject. Dig deep using a keyword search. Don't waste time digging through pages of Google results. Get there quicker with WorthPoint. For a 7-day, seven 7-lookup seven free trial, go to worthpoint.com. Okay, we're back. Yours truly, Wayne Jordan and Dana Crawford, and we're talking about cookie jars. I have to tell you, when I was teaching an eBay workshop in Jacksonville, Florida, for the post office there, and a lady, uh, two two ladies came to my workshop, and they seemed kind of advanced, and I and it was for beginners, and I was, you know asked them, how many items do you have listed? And and so they said thousands. And I said, do you mind if I pull up your listing? So I pulled it up as an example to show everybody since they were a little bit more advanced and they had, all they sold was cookie jars. That was it. Really? They, They didn't sell anything else. And so their niche was cookie jars. And I was like, my goodness, how, where did you guys find so many cookie jars? And they said that they run ads in Craigslist, um, Facebook Marketplace. They run ads everywhere saying cookie jars wanted. And people would meet them in the parking lots of <laughs> grocery stores or whatever, and they would they would buy cookie jars. So they were the sweetest ladies, and they just traveled around Florida meeting people and picking up cookie jars. And I said, <laughs> my goodness. You know, because then that's such a huge inventory. Where do you store them? You must have a warehouse or something like that. And then the uh, one of them says, oh, no, we, we keep them in my husband's boat. <laughs> <laughs> so they had her husband obviously had a yacht uh, mm-hmm. in uh, Jacksonville, Florida, there in the marina. And he didn't use it much. So that was the their warehouse was a boat, and I just thought it was so interesting that they were doing this. And then we started talking about you know then it was still PayPal, and I said, you know how your how because I thought that their fees must be high the way that they had these things listed, and I said your fees must be you know may I ask you know what do your fees run? And they didn't know. Whoa. They didn't know what their fees were. And it was because one of them used their husband's credit card to pay all the fees. (laughs) Well, I hope the husband figured that out sooner or later. I thought it was the funniest story. So Hmm. they had um, all, all their PayPal money going into their bank. You know, they had their PayPal account, but their eBay fees were being paid with their husband's credit card. <laughs> I might hazard a guess that they weren't filing a tax return, because if they were, they would want to deduct those fees. <laughs> I know. They were just having a blast. <laughs> well, good, good, good for them. Maybe I'll uh, maybe I'll start storing my inventory on my yacht. 
Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so there's there's a tip for everybody. Store it on your yacht, sure. If I could afford a yacht, I probably wouldn't be selling on eBay. <laughs> Let me mention a few other resources for the for our listeners. Of course, WorthPoint is good. WorthPoint has a section in their menu titled Maps. That stands for Marks, Autographs, Patterns, and Symbols. And there are a lot of marks for pottery in there. I looked up this morning for McCoy. Uh, there's a lot of McCoy marks and, and, of course, other ones. And as Dana mentioned, the Worth Point Library and the books, they actually had almost a dozen books, which, uh, which I thought was good. And plus, they have a lot of other ones on pottery because pottery's popular, collectible, and popular item to flip. But in order to get into either of those databases, you need to be a WorthPoint subscriber. So for folks who are not WorthPoint subscribers, let me, let me mention a, a couple of things. One is there's a society uh, for McCoy pottery collectors, and it's called, oddly enough, McCoy Pottery Collectors Society. Dot org, And they have a, a solid membership and lots of information about uh, fakes and copycat cookie jars and pottery. It's just very, very good, good site. And those folks will answer questions and, and that sort of thing if, if you're curious. There's also uh, the McCoy Pottery site, McCoyPottery.com. Now, that doesn't have anything to do with the original Nelson McCoy Pottery Company. But it's a very, it's an extensive site. They have uh, marks and uh, they have a section on uh, McCoy Pottery cookie jars. And uh, what's interesting about that is they'll give you a list of various uh, shapes and then give you the details on it. For example, here's a uh, uh, one of their clowns, an elephant, and bear, barrel-shaped bear cookie jar, on and on and on and on and on. There's, let me see, how many different cookie jars. They have 143 on their list with details on each. So that's a, a very good uh, resource for if you want to know something about cookie jars. Oh, those are great, Wayne. Yeah, they're they're handy to have. the The more information you have at your disposal, the better, because Absolutely. it's just getting so hard to tell anymore about what's what's fake and what's not. Yeah, yeah. What's worth flipping and what's not? Well, yeah. yeah. You know, so many people will have you know the Kermit the Frog or the Miss Piggy cookie jar and think it's worth millions because. It's a Muppet or, you know, they don't know how to research, so they're sure. asking too much. And sometimes um, as flippers, we don't pay attention, we're in a hurry, and then we tend to pay too much. So we don't want that to happen. Take, for example, on the McCoy Pottery Collectors Society site, uh, they have a list of what are fake McCoy cookie jars. And... If I were to see one of those and it said McCoy on the bottom, I would think it was the real deal. For example, Little Red Riding Hood. Wouldn't that be a cute cookie jar? Yeah. Or, or Snow White. That's a Disney. 
but it's not a McCoy. Uh, Daisy Cow, Cinderella, Goldilocks, uh, Wilbur the Pig, on and on. So if, if you have access to these sites, you can... It, it's nice when you're out and about to be able to check these things. And, and you, that's why I don't go picking any more without a smartphone and a data program. <laughs> I, whether it's WorthPoint or eBay or one of these specialty sites, I've got a whole folder full of them on my phone. And I'd just be lost without them. It used to be, say in the 80s, when I got started with this, uh, you really had to have a, an extensive library and read a lot and get a lot of experience. It could take you years to develop enough experience and savvy to go out and actually make money and make a profit in antiques and collectibles. These days, that's not the case. Anyone with a good database or several databases can go out and be on an equal footing with anybody. I don't care how long the dealer's been in business. And that levels the playing field. And, of course, older dealers are not real fond of that. But I think it's a good thing because it's taken mom and pop and uh, uh, junior and missy and it gets everybody involved in antiques and collectibles. Because all you need is a, a database and an eBay account and you can make money. That's it. Ka-ching. All right. Time to toss those cookies into That's the right. cookie jar. <laughs> okay. Another cookie jar that people use cookie jars for, some are dedicated for pets. There's the dog treat cookie jar that has uh, paw prints on it, or it's certain characters of dogs to match their family dog or just woof. But they also, they do sell. They don't sell for as much as a Disney or a Star Wars, but they do sell so it's interesting to check out um, the pets, right? The pet po- the pet cookie jar. I know we have our we don't use cookie jars. We use those plastic containers that um, you put cereal in. Right. And we did have one that I used a permanent marker and wrote dog treats on it. When we used mm-hmm. to have we used to have two dogs, right? And. It still says dog treats on it. So when when uh, <laughs> Jimmy's family came, we keep cereal in it now. And so then I was like, "Kids, why aren't you eating the cereal?" And they're like, "Oh, I thought those were dog treats." <laughs> so oh, this is cereal for in laws and <laughs> and dogs. So, but cookie jars could be used for more than that, and they could also be used for planners. You know, if you if they don't have the lid, people can use them for planners or multi purpose. An old cookie jar. Sure. Or if you buy something and find out it's not what you thought it was when you bought it, that would be a good use for yeah. it or, or to give it away. I I asked my wife this morning, I said, do you remember what we did with those cookie jars we bought at that auction? And she had no idea. Really? I just could, couldn't remember. Well, it's been a while. Yeah. A lot of water under the bridge since then. And, right. And merchandise coming and going and just couldn't remember those cookie jars but i remember them (laughs) you always remember your mistakes right of course of course and you also if you run across a cookie jar lid you could also research those because sometimes the lids you can sell them Mm -hmm. you know like 
The Wizard of Oz, for example, the lids were the characters of the cookie jar. So the Scarecrow just sold for $170, and that was just the lid. So keep that in mind as well. Okay, Dana, that's it. The McCoy cookie jar clock on my wall says that it's time to go. So uh, I'm going to reach up in there and grab myself a doggy treat and chew on it uh, as I close out this episode. Any parting words of wisdom for our listeners? Just research, research, research. Right. And that's the way you can be assured that what you're found is the real McCoy. Perfect. You've been listening to Flip It or Skip It, brought to you by WorthPoint.com, the world's largest antiques and collectibles pricing and research database. Buy right, sell right, and profit more with WorthPoint.com.